Hey, 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 what should we talk about today? <laughs> I should work at Raising Canes. <laughs> uh, so, there was the Met Gala, and I don't watch like the award show stuff, but it's really hard not to, um, you know, see all the aftermath on social media. And so I had posted about Pedro Pascal and his, what they're calling his slutty knee. <laughs> But I'm curious what people thought, if they like the shorts. I'm here for it. Um, there's several things that I like about him. Like, he, I mean, he has a, like, manly look to him. But he is, you know, he's an ally in the community. He has a softer side. You know, he deals with mental health issues. He's not afraid to talk about it. But he's, like, kind of awkward and silly and goofy. And he's just very true to himself. And I think that's part of why so many people like him is he's just kind of confident in himself and he's able to be himself which brings me to another thought that I was having last night just in general about like what's attractive in a man and one of the things that is attractive in a guy in my opinion is when they are able to be accepting and inclusive to everybody and they don't feel like they have to be you know homophobic or transphobic or just um or even just derogatory towards eBay, being racist, uh, being sexist, any of those things because they feel like they have to have a certain image or they grew up with that image. Like, no, it's actually really attractive when you can be a, a good human being <laughs> with, you know, a kind heart. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you can still be a manly macho guy and, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And still have that softer side of being empathetic and, being masculine doesn't mean you're devoid of emotions and like being able to connect with people and I think you know that's something at you know in society where you know guys are told that they have to be a certain way or not show emotion not talk about mental health um all of those things when really I mean again to me I think it's attractive like I, I like my man to be a man but I also like them to be a good human being on the flip side of that, talking about Aubrey Plaza, so she's one of my faves, and she's another one that's just, like, herself, like, unapologetically herself, even when she's awkward. Um, I kind of like that she makes people feel uncomfortable. She's just, you know, and she's hilarious, and, I mean, she's hot, too, but I think that's one thing that we just all kind of need to be better about is instead of trying to be more like other people is to become more confident in yourself and who you are. I actually had one of my listeners ask a question that said, are there any tips on loving to learning to love yourself? And so that kind of made me think about that is you, it can be really hard sometimes, um, especially when you have the negative self-talk in your head. So First of all, you know, trying to start acknowledging when those those thoughts are coming in so that you can push them away or remind yourself because, I mean, I hope that we all know is what's going on in our head is way worse than anybody else is probably going to ever say to you. We're our own worst critic, but that doesn't mean you have to believe it. So just because that voice is in your head does not mean that it is true. And I think that's hard sometimes because for us, we're like, but that's me. That's, you know, whatever I think has to be true because that's 
what we live with every day, but that's not the truth. <laughs> Your brain wants to trick you. So um, I would say definitely just kind of how like you can do a list of things that you're grateful for, like do a list of things that you like about yourself. And if it's, if you're struggling with the physical, then start listing with the physical. There has to be one thing that you like about yourself and it can be anything. So it might be your eyes, it might be your eyelashes, um, you know, it might be that you're tall, it might be your hair, it could be anything. And then at least once a day, like in the mirror or to yourself, say out loud, like, I love my whatever it is. Say it, I love my whatever it is. Even if it's that one, that just that one feature that you makes you feel confident or makes you feel like you or makes you feel unique or special or beautiful and acknowledge it and start acknowledging it consistently. And then um, I know there uh, have been suggestions before where they tell you to, um, you know, look at yourself naked in the mirror and find things again that you like about yourself. Because instead, we always initially go to the nitpicking of what's wrong, but what about the things that we like about ourselves? Um, and if there's not anything, then that you know that that could tell you something too that there's a bigger problem and that maybe you need to um, seek counseling or help to build on that and get some more of those tools but you could also um so I watch Vanderpump Rules and I feel like um Lala if you know who I'm talking about she, I forget what she says every day but she like says something about herself naked in front of the mirror every day like you're oh she's like I love my and she like talks about all of her body parts um, especially that's the thing I think it was like the, even the body parts that you don't like if you start to say out loud like I love my whatever you start to kind of switch that mindset that I was talking about earlier and then the thing that obviously is way more important but just kind of depending on what your focus is is there has to be some some things that you like about yourself as a human and I know um, you know as a teacher I would sometimes make kids list things and I'd be like it can't be about your physical appearance and it would break my heart when they're like nothing I don't know blah 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 well they didn't say blah 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 they like to say da 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 <laughs> okay that's only funny to probably teenagers but anyway <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a self-esteem issue it's a self-confidence issue and I, like I said when I was younger I hated myself I hated all the things everything and so like as you get older I feel like you know some of those things you can start to work on um and not in a like comparative way when I say this not like a oh she's this way and I want to be like her as in like, I want to be her, but you can start to identify traits in other people that you enjoy or that you admire, that you wanna work on with yourself. Like maybe it's just, you know, being kind in moments of stress, or maybe it's, um, you know, somebody who's just super thoughtful and those are things that you wanna work on with yourself. And then as time goes on, then that becomes something that you do like about yourself. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> so you can build on some of those things. Like you can become the person that you want to be, but it might not be easy because you do have to fight that voice that's in your head sometimes that's telling you the opposite. But you have to know better and you have to know in your heart that you are doing what's right for you. 
And sometimes the things that you don't like about yourself can take years to improve on. So I used to, like, it annoyed me how impatient I was about things. And um, I think I've said before, like, becoming a teacher has taught me patience. (laughs) Because I think it's funny now, like, when students will tell me how patient I was with them, I'm like, oh, I did not used to be that way. But it was something that I actively chose to work on. And when I would catch myself starting to you know snap or whatever I would kind of have to slow myself down and be like okay you know why is this happening when I'm talking to somebody you know how can I help them better understand instead of just um you know reacting in the moment um what else so I do I, I mean I think the same thing with like physically like I said if you can start to make yourself a list and even if it's one thing focus on that one thing and then keep trying to add to that list when you have multiple things and um working on switching the narrative in your head you know saying that I love maybe it's some of those those things that you feel like are weaknesses but you're going to make become strengths and I feel like it's again it's always easier for us to see somebody else and see so many wonderful things in them believe the people that are around you especially the people who are closest to you I know you feel like they are biased but sometimes you know those are the people that know you the best and so they know you even during those hard times so then they can tell you those positive amazing things about you that that means you should probably listen to them (laughs) and those are the good people you know to have those reminders about um you know when people say they just like just don't can't even think to where to start I'm like okay well if you weren't you, would you want to be friends with you? So if you weren't you, would you want to be friends with you? And it's like, why or why not? And if it's a bunch of why not, then maybe that means you need to look at those things, like I said, and see where you can improve and what you can work on. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. But then if you're like, oh yeah, I would want to be my friend because like I'm the person who always makes people laugh. Like, I'm the person that is that shoulder to cry on. I'm that person who always shows up with food. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, and that can kind of help you to look at it from a different perspective of what some of the things are that uh, you may like or love about yourself. All right, I think I had one more question from one of my lovely listeners that I hadn't answered yet, which was, what was your experience like when teaching wasn't your calling anymore? and going back to school. So, um, I've had to have this conversation with people before, just, um, you know, fellow people that are in education, because I feel like everybody's struggling, especially this year. Like, people that are, like, those amazing teachers that were, like, built to do this are struggling (laughs) this year. Um, But I said, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you have to do it. And I think that's very difficult for us, especially because you get guilted so much because your teachers who are there for the right reasons are your ones who feel the worst about thinking about leaving. And your not so good teachers are the ones who don't even bat an eye, you know? Um, so that's one of the things I've kind of had to tell myself is just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I, I have to do it forever. And I knew I wasn't going to teach like long term. So then I had to start thinking, OK, well, what's next? Because I knew it would take a little bit of time to start preparing for that, which is just, you know, based on some of my experiences with my kids, 
that I was like, you know what, I think I would be interested in going into counseling. And so I applied to grad school and started doing that. And, um, and it made me feel better because I, I, I like had something that I was working towards that I could do next. And I was like, okay, when I graduate, then that'll be my time to move on, et cetera, et cetera. And then now that I've left teaching and everything else, I'm just kind of reevaluating everything and, um, you know, trying to decide if I want to finish my grad school program. Um, and it's not that I don't enjoy counseling either. I, I've actually like really enjoyed my classes and things, but it's almost like teaching was in the fact that I feel like I can take my knowledge and experiences and the skills that I've built and use them in whatever I'm doing moving forward. I know the impact that I made on a smaller scale and I think that's kind of my desire is to be able to positively impact more more people on a larger scale. And so, you know, I'm just kind of along for the ride at this point, figuring out what that's gonna look like for me. And I feel like a lot of people with education is, there's so many transferable skills, but it's hard for us to translate and communicate those things into the business world or wherever it is because we undervalue even what we do because I think society kind of low-key, not low-key, high-key undervalues what we do. And so um, it's kind of hard to get out of that mentality of like, no, I actually bring a lot of amazing things to the table. But kind of going back, I think it can be difficult sometimes too when so many things interest you. Um, you know, I don't know, like seven or eight years ago, I kind of had a moment too where I got to reevaluate and I was like, oh, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. <laughs> and uh, sometimes that can be overwhelming also. And so I would say kind of take some time to look into those things that interest you and see what all it would take to like fully pursue something. Um, because I think sometimes too, like if you're like really going to go down a career path and it's going to take, you know, either schooling, credentialing, you know, all these other things, if that, if doing that process to get to where you want to be just doesn't sound right for you, then you can kind of maybe cross that off your list. Um, and then on the flip side of that, or you could try a bunch of little things and see what interests you. And then you might find, you know, a hobby that you like in the midst of it as well. I actually never could picture myself transitioning out of the dance world, but I have to say, you know, as I made the decision to leave, I know it's the right decision because I think people are surprised when I'm like, no, I didn't, um, like I didn't work contest season this past year, or no, I'm not really judging tryouts this year or whatever and they're like what <laughs> because I feel like those are the things that's like oh you can kind of keep your foot in the door those ways and I feel like if I really you know started to miss it I could do choreography or do a master class or come in and judge or do whatever but um it's just affirming the decision I made that like I'm ready to move on to whatever this next chapter is for me which is it's it really is kind of exciting I mean it's it's scary in the fact that like you know you don't know but I've always said like I've never been able to like picture <laughs> what my life looked like long term I was talking about that when I was talking about like five and ten year goals I just feel like because I mean it's great to work towards stuff but maybe there's something even more awesome than you could imagine for yourself coming your way you know 
And the house is officially going to be on the market tomorrow. I've got the whole tree thing taken care of, door things, situated laundry room. All the things that have come up <laughs> are now done. And so pictures are taken, things are going to be moving, people can start uh, viewing the house this week, which is exciting because now I feel like I can kind of move forward with some other things now that that's taken care of. Um, if you ever need somebody to help paint your house, do not let me be the touch-up person because I'll like end up repainting your whole wall. And I just find things and I'm like, now I feel like I might need to paint all the baseboards, but that's like so unrealistic right now. So I just have to let go and move forward. And that's where I'm at with that. I'm ready to have a guest back on the podcast, so if you are interested in coming on the podcast, hit me up. If not, I'll be reaching out to some people. I'm ready for some more, you know, back and forth. I'm sure some of y'all just love hearing only my voice, but, um, you know, some of y'all probably don't on the flip side of that, but I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll be back with somebody on next Tuesday.